Hello, this is Christopher Banks, and thank you for joining me again on another episode of Kingdom Living. I'm so excited to have you here, and for those who are just tuning in uh, to your very first episode, you're in for a real treat. Uh, this this whole series of, my, of the podcast that I've made is all about Kingdom Living, getting you closer to God, getting you closer to us, His Kingdom. Um, if you are wondering about the uh, music that's being played, I've created it. Uh, well, not created it. We're going to go into that a little bit, to, little bit today. Uh, but I've made this. And I hope you're enjoying that aspect. But now it's time for the real lesson. Grab your Bibles, grab your notepads, and let's get to work. This lesson is about why do we have dominion? I want to start off with reading from Genesis 1 and 26 through 27. In the King James Version, it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Once again, that was Genesis 1 and 26 through 27. Now, we were created and made to have his image and his likeness. One of the likenesses of God that we associate with is love. But to simplify the meaning of love is very dangerous. One of the loves that we deal with um, or associate God with is agape love. That's what we, we can uh, was mentioned many times when I was growing up in church. But that means rather the highest form of love. It means charity. The love of God for man and of man for God. It's a two-way street. It's that relationship factor that I keep speaking about in my other video, in my other podcasts and videos, everything I've been mentioning on Facebook. So it's natural for us to love, even though many of us fight against it. I also mentioned charity, which you can refer back to 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. Um, and research a little bit more about that word. I want you guys to start researching and start learning for yourselves. Now, charity comes from the root word elios, which simply means mercy and pity. Once you think about that, God has shown us so much mercy, so much, and it's only natural that we show mercy as well. Think about how uh, if you're a parent and your child does something, you show him mercy. Sometimes you don't, you're not quick to fuss or quick to, to uh, hand out harsh punishment. You know, you, you show a little mercy. So it's natural within you. And we need not fight that. God is also the creator. So since we were made in his image, we can also, in theory, create. I'm going to say in theory because there's a major difference in what's going on here. 
You see, God created everything from nothing. Nothing. First, there was nothing there. And then he created the heaven. And then he created earth. He created it out of, basically out of nothing, out of the sure power of his word. But us on a man, uh, as mankind, on, we're simply makers. We make everything out of what God already created. The, the ingredients, the materials of everything that we have used, from the headphones that I'm using and the microphone uh, that's coming from the headphones that I'm using to the computer, everything was created for uh, the, the materials were created and we just made it to put, pieced it in together. You should give God glory right now for that. The car that we made came from his ingredients. The medicine that we mixed together came from God. The glasses that I use on a daily basis was, came from God. You should clap right now for his charity and glory. We also call God King. So since we were made in his image, we were not made to be bums, lowlifes, scum, any other derogatory word that we could even imagine or think of. We were meant to be kings as well, but with lowercase. By the way, you can't be a king without something to dom over. <laughs> this is his, the earth, and the fullness thereof. Which means he is the owner of it. But God is a loving God. And he gave the earth to us. But he still owns it. You know, you, don't, you probably don't believe me. I want you to go to Psalms 115, 115. Go to verse 15 and 16. And it reads, Ye are blessed of the Lord. Lord means owner. Which have made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth he given to the children of men. We were supposed to dominate the earth and subdue it. But sadly, this concept has been lost to us. God gave us dominion, not ownership. So let me, let, let me make that very, very clear. So everything that we do, we have to give account back to the owner. It's like playing your mortgage. The banks are the owner, owners of your house, but you just control it. You just live there. You, you're just maintaining it. You're, you're controlling it in a sense. So when you act up with the banks about paying your dues, the banks don't really fight with you. There's, they'll remind you that you have to pay, and then once you don't, they'll take the house back. So you on borrowed land, and what you do on the land, you must give your dues back once you're called out of control. So if you maintain your house or your land, and you upgrade it, and you cultivate it, and you, and you, you improve on it, and you 
basically do what you were supposed to do, which is dominate it. The owner, when he comes back to call it, he is pleased. But if you did poorly, then lowly will, then poorly will be your payout. That's a revelation. So we were made in his likeness, and in his likeness is also kindness and mercy. This is why this emotion and this feeling is built right into you. You don't need to fight to be kind. You may, and yes, you may get screwed over and over again sometimes because some, sometimes the hearts of men are, 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 too, are too stony. But if you're doing it out of your heart, heaven has your reward. Not man. We worry way too much about being, being placed into a difficult position once we are kind. And we have the nerve to call ourselves followers of Christ. May I suggest to, to, to each and every one of you to use discernment and learn to lead, I'm sorry, but be led by the Holy Spirit. And always show charity out of your hearts. That way we are, we are basically protected by our defective emotions of fear. And defeat. As I'm talking to you, I feel that this is more directed towards the so-called Christians as we portray it. Our thoughts of Christianity, Christianity has been so tainted by the world that this is why in the beginning we were not called Christians. Uh-oh. As a matter of fact, we were called kings and we had dominion. As a matter of fact, Christ came not to make us Christians, but to restore us back from whence we fell. Each and every one of us, every single human being on this planet, to restore you back from whence you fell. Don't you realize that we fell out of dominion? We fell out of the presence of God. We, be we became a country without a ruler, not a religion. We became a kingdom without a king. But thank God our king isn't like others. He came down off his throne to find us wandering around helplessly. He saved us so that we can be restored. Hallelujah. This is a wonderful place to clap now. You should give him glory right now for doing that. Hmm. <laughs> I feel myself getting happy. So we were supposed to be dominating the earth instead of being dominated by the earth. But why? Remember I said in, in order to have a dom, you must have a kingdom. Now God has his kingdom in heaven, his headquarters. Did you know that? So just like any great kingdom, they take over territories and populate that territory and fill it with their culture. Now let's get to the meat and potatoes. 
Now, culture is basically defined as the way of life of a group of people. The behaviors, the beliefs, the values, and symbols that they accept generally without even thinking of them. And that is passed on by communication and imitation from one generation to the next. Are you starting to see the importance? See, culture is very, very important. Culture, in the words of E.B. Tyler, says that, that it is a very complex whole which includes knowledge, belief, art, morals, law, customs, and any other capabilities and habits acquired by man as a member of society. That's a very deep definition. So culture is very important to people. As a matter of fact, culture is so important that people spend thousands of thousands of dollars to just to go to college and learn on this, on this particular subject. To understand culture is basically to understand the why. The why we do things. Why we, we, we uh, when someone sneezes, we say, bless you. In Germany, they say Gesundheit. When, you know, when, when, when somebody is, uh, and, and back then, in our culture, when, you know, we used to open doors for, 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 for our, our ladies that we were courting. It was built into our culture. As a matter of fact, when Great Britain used to take over certain lands, you know, the, the, the land that had their own culture, Let's talk about the Bahamas. I've heard many times talks where the Bahamas used to be, you know, they have their, their own culture back then before Great Britannia took over. They had their little, their little uh, bamboo skirts and their, and their spears and they'll walk around, ooga booga booga. You know, you can just imagine this thing, right? And then they took over. And now they drink tea four times a day. They drive on the left side of the road. They, they wear shorts with, with the, with the uh, suit jackets and, and, and bow tie. And they talk proper, like chip chip cheerio and, and all that type, type of stuff. I don't want, now I'm not making fun of them, but I'm, I'm just saying their whole culture has really changed from the kingdom that took over it. So I come to this, this conclusion that heaven's culture is what, this world needs in 2016 can't you agree with this if you understand what's going on in heaven if you have the slightest idea of what's going on in heaven you can agree with this statement so we were created to colonize that's kingdom talk right there <laughs> the earth with heaven's culture now, great kingdoms of the world have tried to do this. They have conquered a land and colonized it instead of destroying it like some other kingdoms have done. And then what they do, they leave representatives there to ensure that the culture of their original kingdom, like Great Britannia, was being instituted in the new land. Total takeover. See, this is kingdom, not religion. Religion agrees 
kingdoms take over. So no more did the new land have their own ways of doing things. They, didn't, they had a new walk, a new talk, <laughs> a new language. I love that one. Uh, ooh, glory. A new dress code, a new song, a new national anthem, a new life. Can you imagine the culture of heaven being here on earth? That new language that you're talking. You won't talk poverty. You won't talk poor. <laughs> you won't talk sickness. You understand. Who who is you just don't understand? Look, 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 look. We were supposed to fill the earth with the culture of heaven. Look, heaven doesn't fight over gold and money. John said the streets are paved with this stuff. They make asphalt of it. And we're arguing over this stuff. How silly are we? We break our backs. Don't send you, you, you realize that most fathers don't even see the family. Because of this thing called money. What a joy it would be for you to step into the culture of heaven right now. Look, they're not even fighting over race and religion. How dumb are we? Because in the kingdom, everyone is brother and sister. And no religion is needed because the king is here saying, the king is in the house saying, I am God, and there is none like me. Worship me. Learn of me, because I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the reason for the season. He came off his throne to be born into the world and to save us. He allows us to continue breathing. He made it possible for you and me to have the things that we have. He made it possible. Bye. His will, not by ours. You better shout glory to God. Start speaking the language of your original land. You're, you came from heaven. And you're supposed to be dominating and colonizing the earth with heaven's culture. You are ambassadors. The Bible calls us ambassadors of Christ. You need to praise him right now and stop claiming what the world told you to claim. Stop accepting what the world told you to accept and accept what heaven said you should be able to do. He said, greater works than these you will do. That's the king talking to you. Greater works than these. Man, do you understand? You don't understand. King don't talk. The reason why our, for our dominion is to fill the earth with his Culture, that's one of the aspects of it. And that's the first one I'm going to talk to because this is going to be a part two of this coming pretty soon. But the culture of heaven, it needs to be in the earth, not our own made up ways. Our own made up ways is not working. People are dying. People are starving. People are hurt, depressed, committing suicide, doing all types of craziness. And we need to be saying the kingdom of heaven. Heaven needs to come here. The reason why there are so many different beliefs and religious practices is because we're starving for his rulership and his government. Think about this. 
in certain faiths, like Muslim faiths, they, they try and try and try and do everything they can to reach God's presence. The Christians, we do everything that we can to do, you know, to reach God's presence. The Buddhists are using Christ's principles. The Egyptians tried to to uh to uh reach the, reach a higher power but they couldn't understand it so they made sun gods the greeks had their pagan gods and they all reached out to him the atheists don't want to acknowledge him but using his guidance to build their morals and their ethics we all want to attach ourselves to what we have lost now i want you to consider this if we never lost it, if religion is working so much, why are there so many imitations of it? Or better yet, why are we searching for something? So you see, you can't search for something that you never lost. That word religion comes from being lost in your state of thinking. Look at what Paul wrote in Acts 26, 4 through 5. My manner of, of life from my youth, which was among my own nation at Jerusalem, know all the Jews which knew me from the very beginning. And if they were to testify that after the most straightest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. Now, who were the people who were, who was given or trying to give Jesus so many problems? The Pharisees, the religious ones, the one who says, I'm holier than thou, the one who wants to pray all loud, the one who, who, who knows this and knows that and know everything. They was the ones who were fighting against Jesus and fighting against their own lost thinking patterns. The word religion used here in Acts 26, 4 through 5, is, is a Greek word. Uh, I'm sorry if I, butcher, if, I, if I butcher that word, but freskia, which in the underlying sense means reverence or worship of the gods, not the king. Worship as expressed in ritual acts. Now, do you see relationship in that definition? Even, I say this because even though the Pharisees were trying to worship, they became scholars in, in error on how to execute God's laws. Because it was passed down from generation to generation. Religion passed down from generation to generation. There was no relationship there. The relationship protects us, not our religion. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridled not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Uh-oh. What are religions trying to do? Be spotted, be seen. Now this came from James 1, verses 26 through 27. The idea 
of religion or the thoughts of religion is very close. Don't get me wrong. But the actions don't match up with the thoughts. I believe in the deepest regions of my heart that religion doesn't matter or does it work without the key element of relationship with the king of kings. I said relationship protects you, right? I want you to, to, to think about a married couple and the power of the, their relationship with one another basically keeps the man and the woman from looking around at others and committing adultery. Now, if there's an error in their relationship, the chances for survival are slimmed down. Hmm, you should pay attention to that principle, married folk. Now, the same is with the father. As long as we're in relationship with them, as long as we're trying to build it and maintain it and strengthen it, all of our needs is met. And we want for nothing. Psalms 23 and 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We don't. I'm sorry. We won't desire what the ones outside the relationship have. Because he said it is already ours. The filth that we made up interferes with our relationship. Now if we allow our flesh to take over that it creates an error in the relationship with God. Why, you might ask? Jesus stated this very clearly in John 4, verses 21 through 24. And Jesus said unto her, woman, believe me now. I'm paraphrasing this now. When you shall neither in this mountain nor yet in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship but you don't know what. We know what we worship. For the salvation is if the Jews. But the hour comes now that when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such that worship. God is spirit and they must worship him in spirit and in truth. And there's something. The father is searching for it. He's seeking for that true worship, not your religion. He wants that relationship. Think of Enoch. Translated. Hmm. You should go and read Galatians 5 and 16 through uh, 5. Uh, uh, rather, uh, verses 16 through 26. Go read that. Read Matthew 4 and 17. And now you know why I must say this. So don't choose flesh. Don't choose religion. Why choose to depart away from the relationship with God? There is no benefit to it, my brothers and sisters. So in this thing called dominion, we must dominate our flesh as well. We must place restrictions on it. That way we can get back into his kingdom. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent means change your thinking. Reverse this thing completely. 
In heaven's culture, there is no religion. But there's relationship of the true worshipers. This is what we need here on, on earth. Here it is to 2016, and we've been doing it our way for quite a while. And we haven't figured it out yet. If we have, there wouldn't be so much turmoil, so much chaos. Listen, these other people that are not trying to establish a relationship with God, these other folk that are that, that say that we aren't alike, that 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 we we don't need to be like them and we but they need to be like us. Don't listen to him. We need to be his citizens of his kingdom. This madness of joining them isn't kingdom behavior. Kingdoms take over, not coexist. They should want to be like us. But since the relationship is tainted with lies within our heart and iniquity, we can't show them the bright side. We are like the Israelites that wanted a physical king. They wanted to be like the other people and, and didn't even heed God's warning. And didn't he say he wasn't going to work? And we just did not listen. Now, when are we going to accept his culture, God's culture? and wipe out our old ways? That's the question. Thank you for listening. Part two will be available very shortly. I want you to march on that for a second. And I'll leave you with this. When are we going to regain our dominion back that God never took back? Thank you for listening. This is Christopher Banks. Now, if any one of you realize that you want to get into the kingdom of heaven, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you now, repent for all my sins. And I thank you for showing us mercy. I thank you for showing us love. We need your relationship here, Father. We need your culture here on heaven ask of you, Father, to live with me, walk with me, purge out this evilness that is in my heart, purge out the sin that is in my heart, teach me, mold me, you are the potter and I'm the pot, live in me, baptize me in your spirit, fill my, fill everything from my head to my toe, fill my fingernails with your spirit, Father, be in me, clean me up that way I may be able to enter back into your kingdom. Yes, sir, I admit that I am the prodigal son that was lost. But Father, I'm here. I heard you knocking and I love you and I need you more than anything on this earth. You are the king. You are my supplier. You are my redeemer and I need you now. Not another second, not another minute. 
Father, my marriage is suffering and I need you. Father, my, my house is suffering and I need you. Father, my babies are suffering and I need you. Father, my brothers and my sisters, my mother and my father, my generation is suffering and I need you. Father, you said you will, you will reject us if we do not seek your knowledge. I'm seeking it now, Father. Seek first the kingdom. That was your words, Father. I'm here seeking, seeking your face. Need you. I need you now, Father. In the name of Jesus, I need you. By your word, I will stand strong. By your word, I will live. By your word, I will stand up strong and carry out whatever purpose that you need me to carry out, Father, I submit myself to you. Let your kingdom come in this house, in this place, in this car, in this whole entire earth. Let it rain over. Let it be Thank you for listening.